have been on the trail of the real landing of Noah's Ark for several years now. We know you've been told by scholars that the Ark landed in Turkey, and that is settled, right? Yeah, us too. Yet, when we test that, it unravels very quickly as really illiterate to Scripture, which tells us exactly, and I mean exactly, the region of the landing of Noah's Ark. And it is nowhere near Turkey. It can't be. No, we don't just say that. The Bible does outright. And we cover that in our video, Where Did Noah's Ark Land? It's actually unthinkable that the Bible wouldn't tell us where the ark landed. And it certainly does. Watch that for evidence as well as, well, we're not going to reprove that position in this video, but we will further support it. Try to debate in ignorance without reviewing our position on this video. Be muted. Our channel, Our Rules. I know we keep getting comments, oh, that's so mean. Yeah, we're going to keep offering discipline. I know children say that the parents are mean for offering discipline as well. It is usually the very ones who intend harm <laughs> that complain, so like we don't know that. Uh, if these scholars could actually read the Bible, and if they would actually test what Pharisees like Josephus say with Scripture, uh, duh. I mean, you just read a Pharisee and say, oh, everything that Josephus writes must be accurate. Uh, no, it's not. He was a liar. <laughs> his history can be very good, and his theology is lousy. He even screwed up the whole Bible, telling us the wrong books based on the Pharisee canon in his day, which was a manipulated lie at that time. So, but if they actually read it, they would find his position illiterate on this. Now, what it does match, his position, is the occult claim of a Nephilim ark on that same mountain or near right there in Turkey, their mount of salvation. That's what they term it. Now, you will even find claims from Ron Wyatt supporters, including Kent Hovind. Uh, and hopefully he's changing on that, who knows, uh, that graves of giants are found on or near uh, that Nephilim Ark landing. Well, gee, wonder why. Uh, <laughs> was Noah a giant? <laughs> Again, we aren't going to reprove that here. We released a video a long time ago called, Oops, Did Ron Wyatt Find the Nephilim Ark? And no, we are saying the we are not saying the Book of Inky nor the Epic of Gilgamesh are scripture in the slightest. Though we get accused of those uh, uh, two things uh, regularly <laughs> from well, of course, those that usually probably don't even get past the cover. It seems uh, some can't even read the cover. I guess <laughs> who knows. Now, we prove our positions in long videos with tons of evidence. We aren't playing around, and we aren't speculating here. It doesn't mean there isn't an occasional speculation thrown in, but generally, we prove things. We offer sources, 
etc., uh, etc., et especially in our books, which are even more detailed uh, in that regard. We research to a further degree than most uh, that we've ever found. Uh, but once again, as we always encourage, take our findings, test it, uh, not not ridicule in ignorance, that's not actually testing, but actually prove all things for yourself. Now, what's this? India has historic evidence that identifies Noah's Ark landing on what? A, a peak in the Himalayas? Impossible, right? Uh, are those ancients just crazy? And we should just throw them out because, of course, Man is evolving, and everything that ancient man says must be just, uh, well, I mean, they, they hardly had a brain. Come on, right? Well, no, that wouldn't be the case, even scientifically, in the days of the flood. So, um, you know, those that wrote these things, uh, Indian legends and uh, Indian history, uh, are not uh, brain-dead cavemen, okay, uh, so, you know, it's so hilarious how academia will look at stuff like this in the dumbest way possible. Uh, but see, these guys recorded multiple times, specifically Noah's Ark, not the Nephilim Ark, landed where? Well, in the Himalayas, we're going to show you, uh, on a peak in the Himalayas. In fact, of the tallest mountain. Oh, wow. And the ark slid down from there. Mm, I've heard that before. Well, you've heard it in the Bible, pretty much. Uh, the sliding down is just uh, applying logic. Um, and here we're going to see it's actually recorded historically. The thing is, this matches the Bible account and affirms it. And that's the point of this video. Uh, not that... Indian Hinduism is uh, scripture. Duh. Uh, we don't say that. We'll tell you right now. Uh, Hinduism is not scripture. Hinduism is not Yahuwah's religion. We are not Hindus. You don't have to put a dot on your forehead to watch this video. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get accused every time we use something outside of the Bible. Oh, how dare you? Well, you know, this is an historic writing that should be considered, and when it affirms the Bible in something this huge, oh my, uh, anyone not using it is just plain willing ignorance. We won't do that. So, yes, we are well aware that this is Hindu written record, okay? This is Hindu. Got that? And this Hindu record is not scripture, but that does not mean that it can, cannot offer accurate geography. In this case, its geography matches the Bible you'll see. So, uh, what we're seeking here is the ancient record of Noah's Ark landing. And how many ancient writings are there? I mean, we've shown you through the Bible, the Book of Jubilees, and many other sources uh, from Scripture. Uh, and, of course, for some, that's still not good enough. So we do expand into other things like this. Uh, but, no, we're not asking you to become a Hindu uh, because of this video, okay? So please don't, uh, because uh, we, we rebuke Hinduism. Uh, it is 
uh, actually, in fact, when you consider some doctrines uh, in Indian uh, culture, such as reincarnation, we rebuke that completely. That literally is the doctrine of demons because only a demon can reincarnate. Uh, I, we've said many things like that. So this is additional support, and we will obliterate the illiterate claims of turkeys who call themselves scholars. Literally. Oh, you are gonna gobble, gobble, gobble this up. Check it out. Quick review to start here, uh, but again, this is not proof. We prove in the videos, I already pointed out uh, to you, uh, anyone attempting to debate with, without watching those videos uh, on this video, you have broken the very rule we've expressed many times. You were warned. No debate in ignorance. Our channel, our rules, you will be muted. Anyone who can't respect our position enough to actually review our position hmm, uh, can find another channel or start your own. Go ahead. Uh, you know, like the illiterate blogger who gets, oh, two views. Wow! For his incredible YouTube expertise, because he should be giving us advice on how to run a YouTube channel, of course. Uh, because, see, he knows. Oh, no, wait, that's zero views. Uh, one view. Mm, well, he's just lighting the world on fire. Some people are just born losers. That's it. Uh, and idiots. Uh, anyway, we have well covered Noah lived in the Philippines, ancient Havila, the land named for Eve, Hava, and this word varies, Hava's name, to identify her curse of labor in childbirth, one who suffers pain that brings forth. That is absolutely proven at this point to be the Philippines. Again, watch Solomon's Gold series. Go ahead and debate over there. Try to disprove it. Go ahead. No one has in over six years now, and no one will. Comment on that on this video in attempted debate for a position you haven't even reviewed. Well, be muted. And that one is even more extensive. You can read our 384-page position in our book, The Search for King Solomon's Treasure, supported principally uh, just for history, by a 300-page source book. But we don't even try to prove it, right? <laughs> that's hilarious. Noah's Ark was lifted from, oh, by the way, that's available free in ebook uh, at ophirinstitute.com. Noah's Ark was lifted from the mountain in which it was built in the Philippines, which well could be Mount Arayat, which is Hebrew for Ara, earth, yat, covered. Then it was propelled through the rising flood to the Himalayas and not Turkey. Didn't go that far. As it must be east of Shinar, according to scripture, which we have well covered already in the other videos. We're not going to go backwards. Because that is where Noah's descendants came from, from the east of Shinar to Shinar, and that ain't Turkey, which is northwest. Done. There's really nothing to discuss on that, and that is the dumbest, most illiterate 
scholarship going today, and most scholars espouse it. Stupidity. We even cover the book of Jubilees, the first cities built after the flood in the series, uh, all near or in the Himalayas. We even cover, uh, you know, many other sources, uh, but Jubilees really nails it because it tells you exactly where uh, the three sons of Noah built their first communities. Hmm. Noah stayed in the Himalayas on the same mountain that he landed. It was after Noah died, not on the top, by the way. I, I, don't, I don't know why we need to say stuff like that. Do we really? Oh, how did he live under the ice on the tip of Mount Everest? Did we say he, did we say he did? No. Did the ark rest all the way on the tip and stay there? No, it slid down. Ooh, how come he didn't have an oxygen mask? <laughs> okay, whatever. We deal with that in the other video. Those people aren't actually thinking. They try to sound like it. They're really just trying to offer ridicule, and we slam that here, and we'll continue to. So, basically, the first cities were built in the Himalayas. Noah stayed there. It was after Noah died that these left the area of the Himalayas for Shinar, again, coming from the mountains. That's an S which is plural, right? Everybody knows that. We, we do know how to read English, don't we, scholars? Uh, no, you don't. And that's the problem. You need to learn how to read. It's mountains of Ararat, not Mount Ararat. Uh, so that mountain has even got the wrong name. But they came from the east, not the northwest. And that is fact, my friends. We know that the flood was about a year-long event, something affirmed in the Indian uh, record as well. Uh, it was not 40 days, and it was not caused by only rain. Uh, the flood rose for 150 days. The fountains of the great deep, the root cause, as well as the windows of heaven, were then shut on that day, about day 150. I know somebody's going to say, oh, it was day 152. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fine. You go play in the corner with your dunce hat. Uh, we're just going to move on. These are approximations, okay? Uh, that was flood peak, 15 cubits above the tallest mountain, and that is the day the ark rested the same exact day on what can only be the tallest mountain on earth. Now, we've proven that already. Uh, how do we know this, though? Let's just do the math in a quick review. Not proof, but a quick review. First, we know Genesis describes the ark as 50 cubits wide, 300 cubits long, and 30 cubits tall. Uh, okay, so let's look at the height, because that's what we're concerned with here. Uh, that's about 50 feet or 15 meters tall. Uh, do the math yourself. Do the conversion yourself. Look it up. We're using answers in Genesis, uh, and we actually um, told you why in uh, Where Did Noah's Ark Land? Uh, we cover which cubit is the accurate measure, and we believe they have that right. Uh, as we covered, shipping science tells us about 60% of the ark, when fully loaded, would be below the water level. That's an estimate. 
got that, which is about 18 cubits underwater. So says a retired merchant marine captive that is, well, he's an expert uh, in making such calculations. <laughs> there you go. Uh, these are complex, and he's only giving a ballpark here, okay, because it's really all anyone can do without knowing exactly uh, what the weight of the wood, what the, the uh, number of animals and the weight and how their distribution was. Uh, Weight-wise, there's a lot of factors, so this is a general ballpark to give a percentage, which was really what we were looking for, so we can make a general calculation. Uh, his guess, though, is far better than ours or anyone else's, especially some scientist or professor who has never captained a large ship as such. Hmm. What does this tell us? We will be publishing this chart soon, but with the flood peak at 15 cubits above the tallest mountain and the arc sitting 18 cubits below the water level. Okay, everybody got that? 18 minus 15. That's the difference there. Simple math and science tell us basically there is only a differential of three cubits for the arc to get hung up and rest on a mountain. There you go. And it would be on the tip on the mountain top to start. That's where it would get hung. That's where it would initially rest. And then in this case, we'll show you, it slid down the slope as it would because Mount Everest has quite a slope. What mountain would this be? Well, three cubits is only about five feet or 1.6 meters, I believe, uh, if our conversion is correct. The height of a short man, basically. That means the Ark could not land on any other mountain but the very tallest, period. You know, all others are too short, and I mean all. The second tallest mountain to Mount Everest is K2 in China, uh, and it's already 200 meters too short. And that's number two. So uh, basically, nowhere close. It fails. So does number three, number four, number five, and so on. All fail. None can fit. See, the Bible is this brilliant. And when you believe it and you treat it as fact, uh, yes, sometimes things need to be reconciled. You need to correct it with the actual Hebrew words. We do that often on this channel. But the truth is still there. I know some inject Pangea at this point, and we deal with that in Where Did Noah's Ark Land? Watch it. Uh, they're creating a larger catastrophe, not even remotely thinking, and certainly not scientific. Uh, basically, larger catastrophe than the flood, uh, likely, with a megaquake at the end of the flood that did not happen. It's not on record. The Bible would have said that if it did, and it did not as well as the conditions of Everest at the time of the flood, which would be subtropical, not frozen, and breathing would not have been a problem either. Again, we cover that in Where Did Noah's Ark Land? Also, we are about to see the ark slid down the peak to a lower altitude. Ha! Ah, exactly as we've said. Uh, and that is supported in these Indian histories. And the animals did not need climbing gear. How about that? Nor oxygen masks. 
Also, angels escorted the animals to Noah to go into the ark we've already covered, and they returned them to their habitats uh, that were created for them, just as they did when the animals were exiled from the Garden of Eden, and we've covered that in the Book of Jubilees. The exiled temple priest, the teachers from the temple, you know, the ones who taught and kept scripture. Uh, they were the only keepers of Bible canon up until the first century, period. Never Pharisees. And our Bibles today are Pharisee Bibles, for the Old Testament especially, today. Uh, it's time we all wake up to that Uh Watch our original canon series for more on that. They wrote commentaries on Genesis and left them for us to find, as we did in Qumran, which is the biblical Bethabara, you know, the same place where John the Baptist operated and Yahushua was baptized. Yet that's the place. They well knew we proved that in our original canon series. Watch that for details. Try to debate it here. Be muted. Our channel our rules. They well knew the timeline that the flood, the earth flooded, uh, and that flood peaked at 150 days. Then it receded another 150 days. Sometimes when you see a number twice like that, scholars get really confused. They have a tough time reading, of course. And uh, then it took about two months to dry out from there in a year-long event, not 40 days and 40 nights, like they taught most of us in Sunday school, and just rain. That is ridiculous. Uh, by the way, in the and not what the Bible says. By the way, in the first sentence, you will also notice confirmation of our video titled, The Original Sin Day where we find the day Adam and Eve and Satan sinned, the day of the week specifically. Actually, we also know the day of the year because we have that in the book of Jubilees. Uh, it's the same day of the year in which the flood erupted, and it was a sun day. That was sin day, the original sin day, the first day of the week. And yes, Sunday remains the first day of the week and has always been, though not by that name, true. However, the first day of the week has always been the first day of the week. They tried to move the Sabbath uh, from the seventh day to the first day, and specifically they even say so. Uh, so they moved it from Saturday to Sunday uh, in Catholic record uh, and doctrine really illiterately, uh, they had no authority to change the creation Sabbath. Uh, no pope has that. And any pope taking such authority is an imposter, uh, and he will be in hell, I assure you. But there it is, Sinday. Watch that video for evidence. However, they render the mountains of Hararat with an H. Hmm. In Hebrew, this would be H-R-R-T. Uh, now, in the KJV, it's Ararat, A-R-R-T, not H-A. Uh, but here, the temple priests, and they, they spoke Hebrew, you realize, right? And they wrote in Hebrew as well. Uh, they also wrote in Aramaic, and they have writings in Greek. But uh, principally, 
They certainly knew the Hebrew language, and they kind of knew what they were talking about. Modern scholars do not. They're using Yiddish-infused Hebrew, uh, which is not Hebrew. It's not ancient Hebrew. It's not biblical Hebrew. In the KJV, it's Ararat. A-R-R-T, that's true. But here, they render it H-R-R-T, Hararat. And that's going to become very interesting real quick in this video. Did these temple priests no more than modern scoffers? I mean, mean scholars? Uh, by far, my friends, and we should be looking to their record before reading a commentary from some scoffer today. However, let's go to India's historic record for affirmation on this. Why India? Well, it's right there in the region of the Himalayas. There you go. And it's a very ancient culture with very ancient writings. So we know that this, if it matches the Bible, is affirmation and reliable. If the accurate location survives, no, I didn't say Hindu is reliable. I'm talking about geography here, and that's it. Got that? Okay. If the accurate location survives, that would be a perfect place where it might be preserved, and we find it is. Again, this Hindu record is not Bible. However, the geography is not doctrine. It's geography. Here's what the Sadapatha Brahmana 1816 says. This is written in the perspective uh, in relation to India, as you will see very well uh, described here. Accordingly, he gradually descended, and hence that slope of the northern mountain is called Alarm's Descent. Notice the ark hit the peak of this mountain and slid down. Now, Mount Everest is a perfect match to that due to its steep incline, but there's no need to speculate. It's going to come right out and tell you that's exactly where the ark landed. Can we know where that is, though? Let's go to the footnote for this passage. Uh, this is page 218 of this particular book uh, publishing this, uh, and the first footnote. Let's go there. According to the version of the Mahabharata, the peak of the Himalaya to which the ship, Noah's Ark, and notice where it landed, on the peak of a Himalayan mountain, was tied, was afterwards called Nawubandhana, the tying of the ship, or resting, if you will. Uh, this is Noah's Ark. Professor Weber also draws attention to Atveda 1939.8. Now we're going to read that so we can see it for ourselves. Where the term Navapradharamsana, I don't know, I'm sure I messed that up, or gliding down of the ship, there you go, uh, is used in connection with the summit of the Himavat. Hmm, the ancient name of the Himalayas, same place. Uh, Himavat, Hararat. Hmm, interesting. So there's two sources in Indian history which record Noah's Ark landing on a Himalayan mountain peak. Wait a minute. That's what the Bible says, uh, and it always has. Hmm, this affirms scripture. And for geography, this is accurate in that sense. 
Let's go to the reference, which is the third reference, really, in Indian history that documents the Ark landing on a Himalayan mountain peak, as we just saw. The Mahabharata, the vessel, the Ark, reeled about like a drunken harlot. Very good description of the flood and the Ark uh, being hurled around. And neither land nor the four cardinal points of the compass, north, south, east, west, could be distinguished. That means the mountains were covered as well. There's no point at all for anyone to see and determine where they are, uh, even by the compass. So, just as the Bible says, we have another affirmation. And there was water everywhere, and the waters covered the heaven and the firmament also. Now, again, just like the Bible, into the sky, 15 cubits above the tallest mountain. Anyone who thinks the flood was anything less than above the tallest mountain, they just can't read. I know there's one uh, who's trying to make the point uh, in a blog, uh, the flood was only 22 feet of water. Well, if the flood was only 22 feet of water, why did Noah bother to build the ark? And because uh, it wouldn't even float in 22 feet of water. I mean, you want to talk about ridiculous. Uh, and yes, you get that from the Catholic Church, even from some sects. Uh, it's just ridiculous. They don't know how to read. And, O oh, bull of Bharata's race, when the world was thus flooded, none but Manu. Now, that's the Indian name for Noah. And this time, it is Noah, for sure. Uh, the seven rishis, well, that's a word for saint in Sanskrit, uh, that's Noah's family. Seven plus one equals eight on board the ark, and that's exactly what Noah, uh, Noah's record records. Consistent yet again. And the fish could be seen. Now, there's a thing with a fish here towing the boat, and hey, you know what? Yahuwah could certainly do that if he wanted to, but... That is not scripture. We're not really going to cover that, though it's here, so we'll read it. And, O king, the fish diligently dragged the boat through the flood for many a long year. That is interesting. Uh, Basically, we don't know anything about a fish steering the boat, although, hey, again, if Yahuwah wanted to, he certainly could. But no matter, the period is one year for the flood in this Indian Uh, history, just like the Bible. We have another match. And then, O descendant of Kuru and ornament of Bharata's race, it towed the vessel towards where? Where did the ark rest? Hmm. The highest peak of the Himavat. Now, again, that's the ancient name in Sanskrit for the Himalayas. Himavat Hararat. Hmm. The ark landed where? On the highest peak of the Himalayas. That's called Mount Everest today. Uh, And uh, no, it's not growing. Talk about stupid science. They actually claim that Mount Everest is still growing at what BBC News, a supposed credible source, right, not, says it grows at four millimeters per year. Are you kidding? Four millimeters? 
What is the margin of error? For a measurement of a mountain in the middle of a continent, thus it's not even a clean measurement, can't be, uh, that is over five miles into the sky. Well, it's a lot more than four millimeters, that's for sure. Then, who was the idiot who climbed the ladder to the top of Everest 300 years ago? Uh, didn't happen. It's not growing, and it never has. Some then cite, but volcanoes can grow. Well, that's nice, and can be true, except one major problem. They don't bother to consider, well, duh, Everest is not a volcano. And there is not a single volcano in the entire Himalayas. So how exactly did they rise out of the sea from the middle of a continent? Talk about stupid science. These idiots hang out in the margin of error. That's what you're seeing here. And this is what they do often for so many things. Drawing conclusions they can never draw. It's unscientific because there is a margin of error. You don't operate within the margin of error and say, oh, well, that must mean it's growing. Well, no, it could mean it's shrinking, uh, but it actually means scientifically you don't know what it's doing. It's staying the same, and every measurement has that same margin of error. Therefore, every year that they claim it grows is a lie. If something is within the margin of error, uh, for such a measurement, far, far within in this case, then scientifically there's no conclusion to draw that it could be growing or shrinking for that matter, period. It's called propaganda in willing ignorance. It is a lie. They do not want you to believe the Bible. They don't want you to know that there was a flood. Why? Well, because they represent the doctrine of those destroyed in the flood, especially the Nephilim and their hybrids. And uh, the Watcher Fallen Angels, who are locked away, whose doctrine they follow, and we cover uh, that Watcher doctrine in, uh, Answers, in, Ju in uh, Answers in First Enoch uh, in our recent videos. And Obarata, the fish, then told those on the vessel to tie it to the peak of the Himavat, the peak, the Himalayas, and again, the peak of which mountain? The tallest. Well, that's Sagarmatha, or Everest in British terms, a really dumb uh, new name, named after somebody undeserving of such name. He's no ancient guy, and why would you change the ancient name? Well, the British do that often, because they are hacks in history. And hearing the words of the fish, they immediately tied the boat on that peak of the mountain. That's Everest. And O son of Kunti, and ornament of Bharata's race. Again, that part, you know, nothing to do with the Bible, and certainly we're not propagating that. Know that that high peak of the Himavat, Hararat, Himalayas, is still called by the name Nawubandhana, the harbor, or the tying of the ship we saw in the other reference, literally translated, uh, which is done in a harbor. Uh, the harbor for the Ark was the peak of Mount Everest in the Himalayas. There you go. Wow. This affirms the Bible account indeed. You don't have to put a dot on your forehead and become a Hindu in order to read this for geography. Duh. And use it and understand it. We all can.
We do so with discernment, and that is the key. You can read anything, but do it with discernment. You can read the Satanic Bible. It's okay. You can read that, but do it with discernment. You may not want to, and I wouldn't blame you. I don't like to read it, but I have uh, and learned tons because you start to understand the thinking of the enemy. Though, in all fairness, the true opposite of the Bible is Judaism and the Pharisee religion, not necessarily Satanism, which is just a manufactured ploy in really more modern times, mostly, at least uh, as a marketing package. Remember, again, the Nepalese name for Mount Everest, or in other words, its actual name, because it's not Everest, that's new, uh, is Sagarmatha, and it means head, or forehead, or temple, uh, you know, the part of your head, that temple, of the sea. Hmm, the what? When was Mount Everest ever the forehead or head of the sea? How is that? Well, only during the flood, my friends. And the very name tells you this was still the tallest mountain, the forehead of the flood on earth. At that time, still the tallest. That's what it's saying. Of course, it also told you the ark landed on the tallest, and that is Mount Everest. It's all there. That is not actually something one can question, especially since we cover David and Moses, uh, who both say mountains don't move, but are affixed to a solid foundation, period. Either scripture is accurate or it is not. Just don't pretend to represent it if you want to go against it. They don't move positions, and that is ridiculous, and it's unscientific as well. Uh, they, you know, they, There is no separation between continents. They're all connected. If you go to the bottom of the mid-ocean ridge, what do you find? Well, yes, you find... Uh, the hydrothermal vents or volcanoes of sort. However, you will find the land is connected. They call it a ridge, okay, because it is a river, actually. They misterm that completely in order to cover up what it is, of course. Again, they try to inject Pangea, the satyr god Pan and his Nephilim breeder among human women, Gaia, or Mother Earth. Well, why is she Mother Earth? Because she mothered who? Well, she mothered the Nephilim, and this is their uh, doctrine. <laughs> so there you go. The world has never had one continent in the sense of Pangea. Uh, the, that puzzle don't work. Ask a fifth grader. Ask them why they have to delete entire nations to try to make the puzzle pieces fit. Uh, that's called fraud. and <laughs> They still don't fit. They even shrunk Africa like 40% to try to force it. Uh, again, that's called fraud. Uh, if Pangea then happened at the tail end of the flood, as even Kent Hoven has assumed very poorly, he's just not thinking that through, uh, he's stuck in, in uh, some of his programming there. He seems to have forgotten that if Everest and the Himalayas rose that abruptly, practically all life on land would have been wiped out. I mean, they survived the flood only to be eradicated immediately afterwards. Uh, that's like a Bambi meets Godzilla story, maybe? I don't know. you got to see that for yourself. No, thank you. 
By the way, we love this dictionary, which is authentic, as it even gives you historical applications, which you see to the right, of the actual use of this word, uh, this Sanskrit word, with this meaning in Indian history. There it is. Can't argue with it. Wow. We've shown this map before, but real quick, as we are now going to affirm it, no one really mapped the Nepal area pre- previously uh, until uh, these first two maps of the area. Not in detail. Uh, yeah, you'll see it on maps, uh, especially uh, some that are attempting geography of the world, but they, they didn't have this level of detail indeed. Here's one from Dr. Francis Hamilton, which identifies a river south of Mount Everest as Ara. Uh, A-R-R-A. And that's very similar to the KJV Hebrew A-R-R-T. Hmm. Interpreted Ararat in that case. Very close. Uh, We have a surviving reverence which ties this together. Also, the tallest mountains in the Himalayas are labeled here as the Imodus of the Ancients. What ancients? The people that live on Mount Everest today have recorded migrations in more recent history. Who are the ancients then? Well, it would be Noah and his family. They are the ancients indeed. This 1913 map also shows south of Everest an area called Araraj and another area labeled Araria, Araria, however you say it. Now look it up. And you will find here, uh, we go again, with the dumbest etymological assumption likely in all of history, and we find these far too often. Uh, Some British idiots claim that Araria was actually named more recently by a Brit who knew the area as the residential area, but for short said R period area. So R period area. A-R-E-A. Wait a minute. That's not the same word. That is buffoonery. How illiterate. You mean to tell us that the British scholars accidentally screwed up the English language, misspelling the word area of all words as aria instead of A-R-E-A-A-R-I-A? Really? Now that's illiterate. Uh, That didn't happen. And in addition, well, they, they added an A in front of the word. Or maybe they think residential is spelled a-residential or a-residential. Duh, that is insane. No, they did not. This is illiterate. This is an ancient name, just no maps prior really detailed the area. That's all. Araria and Ararat are very similar. Thus, the reason for these idiots to try to hide that. The British love to do that. They love to play around with history. And that's why we need to take everything they say and test it. And typically, throw it out. Because they are illiterate buffoons. So, they don't get away with it. Not this time and not here. Then we find a 1912 map of Nepal in French, and they also place that same area as Araria. That's A-R-A-R-I-Y-A. Hmm, oh, wait a minute. You mean the name of Ya? Y-H at the end? Hmm, 
Interesting, could be. Regardless, they spell it pretty much like the British otherwise, and this is not a new name for our area. Uh, surviving references to Ararat right there on maps, folks. Right there near the mountain where the Ark landed, as it should be. Matching Indian history and the flood account wholly. Wow. Also remember the Book of Jubilees actually tells us the name of the mountain is Mount Lubar. In the mountains, got that? There's an S on the end, of Ararat. So the mountain range is called Ararat, which we see references. And the mountain named Mount Lubar. Genesis only says mountains of Ararat, not mountain or Mount Ararat, which is the dumbest name ever. If you're going to make a claim, you ought to at least get that part right. You got the wrong name. And the maps we just showed preserve surviving references to the area of the Himalayas as Ararat, which the Bible clearly points to, as does Indian history. However, Lubar is specifically a label on areas of the Himalayas. Hmm. Let's take a look. In 1895, Mummery was climbing in the Himalayas, and in this memorial to him, the Himalayan Journal in 1931 says Mummery descended to an area in the Himalayas called Lubar. Ha ha! Wow! It's not Mount Everest, that's for sure, uh, but the term, term Lubar survives in the Himalayas. Now that is just a wow. He specifically records Lubar Glacier and Lubar Alp or mountain or peak, whichever. The point here, obviously Noah's descendants came from the east of Shinar to Shinar, right? From the Himalayas. And as people were migrating back to the Himalayas, especially, they would have known that that's where Noah's descendants came from, and that that is where Mount Lubar is, generally in direction. However, in that age, they would have no real way of measuring, because, see, they didn't, they didn't have a stepladder like the brilliant scientists 300 years ago that supposedly measured Mount Everest to see that it was growing by, well, four millimeters, because he would be so exact in his measurement. But anyway... <laughs> The point here is it makes very logical sense uh, that they would name something or an area in, uh, in the Himalayas as Lubar, having lost the reference to Mount Everest, which the British did a real good job of screwing up in addition. C.G. Bruce, I think 1910, also recorded, uh, basically refers to the highest alp in the area uh, in which they were climbing as Lubar, L-U-B-A-R. Again, it's not Everest, but Lubar in the Himalayas. Wow. And in 1902, Norman Colley of the Alpine Club published the same in the Himalayas, uh, Lubar Glacier. Uh, he references Lubar Nulla Stream uh, in the same area, etc. So Lubar survives in history as being in the Himalayas 
imagine that. As we covered before, but this is a new chart, we will publish soon as well. Uh, when you break down world population in comparison to the true location of Noah's Ark landing, we also have a match right there within the circle in which two-thirds of the entire world lives, exactly as you would expect in Noah's Ark landing. Within this area, between the two largest nations on earth in population. Did everybody hear that? I said in population, not in area. Hello. China, number one. India, number two on earth. And right there sits Nepal in between where the ark landed on Mount Everest, Sagarmatha. Wow. Now that is good stuff. Affirmation of her find from several years ago that Noah's Ark in fact landed on the tallest mountain, Mount Everest, as the Bible leaves room for nothing else. It never shrunk, and it certainly didn't grow. We know the layout of the world before the flood. When we see these mountains, they are still there, and the very tallest still as tall as they were then, yes, some carved and some damaged and some eroded. Yes, absolutely. Some hit by mega tsunamis at a lower point, and you see that the upper area is then cracking and starting to slide. Gee, what would cause that? Well, that would be the fountains of the great deep erupting, and a perfect example of proof and evidence of the flood, which the geological record is riddled with. This is the only fit to scripture, and that embarrassing occult nonsense in Turkey needs to leave the vocabulary of every scholar, or you will be called stupid, not just by us. And almost every one of them is out there repeating this ridiculous occult nonsense of the Nephilim Ark landing, good job, not even realizing they are calling the Bible wrong, number one. Not sure how they miss that if they're Bible scholars. And they're calling Noah a Nephilim. Ha, huh. no, he was not. We have over 400 videos on this channel, one for every day of the year now. Many just as profound, with some 50 or so in Tagalog for Filipinos and now six in Spanish to start. We also have been setting up subtitles for 20 plus languages for most of our videos. Don't forget to like and subscribe and click the bell for notifications of new uploads. Join our email list as, well, YouTube fails to notify often, and we will notify you ourselves at thegodculture.com. Just fill in the pop-up there. We now have alternative platforms for videos on Rumble, Odyssey, and Utreon. And our podcast is also available for most of our videos as well. All links in the description box. Friend us on Facebook at The God Culture, space hyphen space original. If you prefer an alternative, we now have Parlor, link below. We now have six books published internationally, being read in over 100 countries, with our new release now available, the first book of Enoch, the oldest book in history. And now you know, because we prove it most certainly is. Just read the introduction, it's there. We also have now launched Ophir Philippines Coffee Table Book in the U.S., Canada, U.K., and many overseas markets on Amazon, and it is available in hardcover or softcover there, all color. 
additionally, we launched the Book of Jubilees, the Torah calendar with color maps and interior. Uh, as so many had requested overseas, uh, we already have color maps in the Philippines publishing. And that too is available in hardcover or softcover if you wish. Also, the black and white is still there too. Uh, the Book of Enoch is also available on Amazon in those three platforms as well. Uh, in the Philippines, the Book of Enoch is only black and white. That's all we can do in the Philippines for right now. All books, including Solomon's Treasure, now are free in ebook. Just go to ophirinstitute.com for all the links for your area for all of our books. More coming soon. Thank you for watching. Now, always remember prove all things for yourself. Yah bless to everyone.